0: So Shea y bienvenidos a La Shea's Corner. I forgot to say corner in Spanish again, LOL. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back, everybody. Um, I know the last one said she's back, but like, guys, I'm back for real. The, the plan here, moving forward, Alex and I have talked about it multiple times. We want to start pumping out weekly again or... Just figure out a schedule that works for us and just pray for us, bear with us, and just know that we're we're coming back. We're coming back. We're coming back. Okay. But all that aside, just a quick little check in. I hope y'all are doing well. I hope that you've been staying prayed up, that you've just been kind of doing you, being true to who you are. I want to shout out Josiah as another creator, Enlightenment all those things. <laughs> shout out to him because he sent us his uh third episode or third installment of Enlightenment and it just really inspired me to want to get back on here. Um so yeah, shout out to Josiah because just like I was only 15 minutes into his episode and I was like sheesh <laughs> maybe I should do this again. LOL. So with any without any further delays I have so many things in front of me, but um, the episode title for this one is Go Kill Your Lion. And I know you're probably like, girl, what does that even mean? So, of course, we're going to go back to La Biblia. We're going to open our Bibles and turn to Proverbs, verse 22. I'm sorry, chapter 22, verse 13. So Alex and I were reading this um, the other day, and it just really kind of stuck out to me as a person who struggles is overcoming fear failure fear in general is like a big thing or it has been a big thing for me throughout my life so i just want to share this with you guys and just kind of dissect it together i know y'all it's not really a conversation but you know just let's just see how how this lands on your spirit so again we're in proverbs 22 verse 13 and it reads the lazy person claims there's a lion outside or there's a lion out there if i go outside i might be killed And so when I read that, I was like, "Mm "Hmm." so as most things in the Bible goes, especially if you're in like a older Testament or maybe in like a a King James Version where you're just like, bro, what are y'all talking about? I pulled up my handy dandy little enduring word commentary. Highly recommend if you read the Bible and you're confused, I highly recommend getting a commentary. So this one, um, what I read was NIV. And so for the commentary reads... There's a lion outside. This is the cry of the lazy man. In his imagination, the outside world and the work required to function in it are so frightening that it is best avoided. His excuse is crazy and absurd, but such is the refuge of the lazy man. And then a couple, another quote from Charles Spurgeon reads: Laziness is a great lion maker. He who does little dreams much. His imagination could create not only a lion, but a whole menagerie of wild beasts. He goes on and says, you know, stuff about other animals and terrifying things. But the crux of that verse for me is just big on like, what is your lion? What, what is that thing inside of you that God put on your heart that you're just either fearful about or you're just kind of avoiding it? And, like, what, why won't you go outside and kill it, bruh? Like, what is, like, this is kind of getting into some therapy type stuff. But if you know me, you know I love therapy. But it's kind of like, okay, what, what are you running away from? Like, what have you convinced yourself that you're incapable of doing? Because that's a lie. Point blank, period. You can say it's a lie from the enemy, it's tricking the enemy. Yeah, that's all true, but. At the end of the day, it's just like a lie. And honestly, that verse says nothing about the lion being from the enemy. So to me, that means that's a lie from your own self. Like there's something inside of you telling you that you're not qualified. You're incapable. You just don't want to kind of ruffle anybody's feathers. But it's like (laughs) they said this at work the other day. It's your comfort or someone else's life. As believers, you know the whole, we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, and it's key. If the Lord drops a little download, I like to call it drops a download, a message on your heart, and he tell and he has a person who needs to receive it. Like that's their life at stake, and his his will will always be done. But it's like, are you gonna be disobedient to what he's called you to do, or are you just gonna get over your get out of your comfort zone and do what he tells you to do, because. Even slow obedience, shout out to AP. Slow obedience is still disobedience. So it's like, what are you running away from? What have you convinced yourself that you just can't even handle? So I'll say for me, this is kind of going into a little bit of a check-in. Um, I just been working, y'all. Seriously, I just, <laughs> I just go to work, <laughs> and so. Um, there were, there was a two week period where we have, I work at a university in Houston. So there was a couple weeks where we had orientation for incoming students. And so, you know, that was, it's, a, it involved, it had an overnight component. We have four sessions. So that's four times I stayed overnight on campus. Um, yeah, just imagine. Um, So the first day, you know, wake up at four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, check in is at like 738 o'clock. And then we go all the way till about midnight, I would not hit my bed again until midnight. And then you wake up four or five hours later. It's not that you do it again. But you know, you're up four or five hours later, exhausted from the first day and have to, you know, go back to work. So that whole experience was obviously extremely draining. And then you know, it ended on a Friday and we were back at work on Monday. So I'm giving you all this context because <laughs> literally this morning, I woke up and my mom was like, you look tired. And I was like, well, first of all, thanks. Cause that's what I wanted to hear. Um, <laughs> but she was just like, you look tired. And the other day Alex was like, I think it's a difference between being tired and being drained. And so if you work a regular job, a nine to five, I work eight to five. If you clock in anywhere, um where you're there for eight to nine hours at a time I know for me right now a lot of my job is just sitting behind the desk on the computer um of course of course coming off orientation we're kind of just like wrapping things up getting ready for travel season but when you have all that time to just sit there and be stagnant behind your desk and you're kind of doing the same thing every day it's kind of like Josiah said in his episode like you kind of going with the motions going with like going with the flow. You're going, you're going through the motions. That's the same. You're going through the motions and it's just like, that's not for me. That's not how I want to live my life. So I think I believe in having a routine that is very fulfilling and it like satisfies you and you feel empowered by your routine. I believe in structure. However, like job to me, this is my personal opinion. Um, to me, a job, I got a job because I needed money. I didn't get the job because I, of course, this wasn't, it was somewhat of an interest to me because I did something similar when I was in college, um, but, you know, as an adult, I guess I'm an adult now. Oh my God. Um, But I was like a young adult, you know, you need money. I, thank God I'm not paying rent nowhere. I don't have any major bills because I live at home with my parents, but like, you know, I still need money, insurance, all of that stuff. It's not, it's, it costs. So I got a job because I needed money and I was only like, move back home. (laughs) But you know, like the common thread of life right now for most of us is like, okay, I'm gonna go to work every day because I need money to survive or I need money to get me where I need to go, which is like, I think it's I think it's fine admitting that. I think it's healthy if we admit that we need money to survive because I feel like some of us, we just don't think about, (laughs) I don't know. I feel like some people just kind of go through life and just be like, ah, frolicking around, wandering around. But it's like, let's stop for a second and be like okay what are you kind of running away from i think in our 20s there 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 is a transitional point where you have to take full ownership and responsibility of where you're going with your life um especially if you're a new graduate i know i can think back to that time last year i just felt like bro what is about to happen i was going into grad school but if if you just graduated you about to go you know you have that summer break before you go into whatever you're going to do next hopefully you have a summer break um it can be kind of jarring. You're kind of like, okay, I'm about to have a whole new identity outside of school. I'm about to come into a whole new side of myself really. And it's a good time to reflect, but okay, let's say you're like me, you graduated, um, and now you're on the job and you clocking in every day. And you're like, okay, God, like, I know I'm here for a reason. I know I'm here to learn, but I think I need to start thinking about, I told my coworker, I said, I'm thinking about an exit strategy because I can't be here clocking in with y'all every day. And this is not what I, what I want to do with my life, you know? So for me, that, you know, a job has all types of securities, insurance, con- uh, consistent income, things like that. But at the same time, I wake up, I, oh, y'all, let me give y'all this little story too. It was, we had, <laughs> we had, so we had to work on Juneteenth. I know that is just illegal. It's so illegal. I know we had to work on Juneteenth, right? Um, but so we were like, okay, we need to get that day back. So the, the day before July 4th, we had that day off and we had July 4th off. So I had four days off that Wednesday. July 5th, when I had to get up when I had to wake up and go to work. Thank God I woke up. Hallelujah. But like when I tell you I was pissed, I was pissed. I was so angry that I did not have the control over my own schedule. And I always think I'm like, okay, what if I just don't go? You know, what's the worst that could happen? I, I honestly don't know. I feel like somebody should try that out. I might try that on one day, just not show up to work and just see what happens. But um I just It just really angered me that I just felt so obligated to be at this place and just do what I was told to do. I mean, I believe in submitting to authority for sure. But at the same time, if you have a nine to five, you can kind of relate. It's just kind of like, okay, but what am I here for? Because point blank, period, you're replaceable. Point blank, period. Apparently, my job has a very high turnover rate. And I could tell you why, because it's exhausting. It's very exhausting. And so, you know, in this time where, you know, I'm, I'm just super drained, I'm exhausted, I'm tired. Thank God I have a like a pretty good community of women at work. We're all minority women. So, like, it's a it's a fun time. We kiki, we laugh, we joke. It's they're great people, spiritually grounded, um, which is great. I learn a lot from them. But at the same time, I have to think about my own dreams and aspirations and what God has placed on my heart. And so I know he'll he will order my steps and direct my path and he'll let me know when it's time to transition out of that place. But to me right now, this is an opportunity to really just start thinking about what what I want to do and what I mean by that is, okay. how do I want to live? How do I, how do I want to sustain this life that I, that, you know, God has called us to live. So just kind of jumping a little bit. How do I say this? Obviously, I don't think anybody wants to work a nine-to-five. Like, I literally, my coworker who I told I was like, I need an exit strategy. She was like, I mean, ideally, I would want to just kind of go around and be like a food critic or a food influencer and just go to different restaurants and eat. And I had another friend, yeah, at a little dinner yesterday, my coworker, she was just like, man, I just want to, you know, be a food critic. We both want to go to culinary school. And, but she's going to get her, she's going to get a second degree. So go, good for her. (laughs) But It's just like, okay, I was like, okay, so nobody really wants to be here. We're here because we know we need money, and we're here because we know we have families to provide for. The truth of the matter is nobody really wants to be here. You know what I'm saying? And so just that is wild to me to think about, like, we just feel so obligated to be here to provide for our family, which I get it. I get it, I get it, I get it. But it's just like, I just, I'm the type of person who's so optimistic. (laughs) I just don't believe that you have to settle like that. I believe that there is a way to be yourself and to dig into, you know, for me, my fear of failure. To overcome those things and people-pleasing and to just stick with what I know God has placed on my heart and what he wants me to do. And go kill that lion, bruh. I can't sit there and clock in at work every single day because I'm afraid to go start something else you know what I'm saying and it's not like I'm miserable on the job y'all I'm really fine <laughs> I'm grateful to for the income that I do have it's just like okay I am still like my mom she's a teacher so she'd be at the house all day during the summer pretty much and it's just like okay you still miss out on stuff like even Alex, you know, he, he will never work a nine five a day in his life, but even him, like there's stuff I want to collaborate with him on. And there's just, I'm at a point where I just want to be myself all the time. And I'm not saying I'm not being myself at work. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that I want my, when people ask me my dream job, I'm like, my dream is to be myself. Like my dream is to talk about what I want to talk about. My dream is to, Do the things that I want to do because I know that this is being authentic to who I am. And, of course, it takes time to figure all of that out. But the beginning of that journey, it goes back to the Bible verse. What, like, you got to dig into what you, what kind of is uncomfortable for you so you can gain the strength and gain the courage and gain the confidence hello gain the confidence to go after the thing that you to go kill that lion if you scared the lion animals can sense fear I think that's a scientific fact <laughs> I don't know but I think it is and they can sense fear so you gotta deal with that first you have to deal with your fear first um and the I mean the more you The more you do it, the Apostle Perry, he said, you got to pray, you got to practice. So you pray about it and you got to practice overcoming your fear. That is point blank, period. Like, you have to pray and then you have to practice it. The practicing is, it can be hard. It can be very uncomfortable. Trust me. I had, I left, bruh, that was, that was a very scary thing for me to do. I left grad school. That was wild to me. I never thought that I would ever do that in my life, but I did it and I'm fine. So it's like, okay, if you can do that, you can think of the things or start putting things in place towards the dream that you have on the inside of you. And that's not saying that you have to uproot your entire life and, um, you know, cut everybody off and go in the wilderness and be quiet. If that's what the Lord tells you to do, then go do that. But it can be a small step. It can be a small step for me, the focus right now for Alex and myself as individuals, but also together is to just create routines that we can stick to, create routines that are honorable before God, like giving him his time in the morning, praying, um, if that's fasting, fasting, you know, just giving him our first fruits every day, and then just, for me, I'm praying to seek discipleship because I know that's a big thing for me because I like to learn from people. So I need somebody to walk me through because I just, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> and so just not being afraid to ask for help, that's a big one. I know some, especially black women, I feel like sometimes we just feel like we could do everything ourselves. And it's like, girl, you can't do everything by yourself. You need to go ahead and ask for some help now because you need it. Go ahead and ask. <laughs> and so if that's just that's a couple of things. Like, We have to practice those things that really make us uncomfortable. And the more you practice it, the more confidence you'll get. And it'll be easier to step out on faith to know that, okay, you know, I can do it. Okay. Okay, God. Like, of course, sometimes you got to make that move when you're scared. You got to. Like, I know Tim Ross, he said, just move scared. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, if you're scared, okay. Just still do it, though. Because if you don't, you're being disobedient so crazy i know we love tim ross (laughs) but it's just i just want to kind of get y'all to think about okay like what is the life that you feel like you want to live and is what you're doing right now leading up to that because i'm gonna tell you right now as a 23 year old Alice is 24 i'm 23 so it's like i'm we we think very ahead And I know that the things that we're doing now, just the way we talk, the way we push each other, the way that we converse, especially last night, we had a really good conversation last night. We just, we just don't, we want to do everything in our power to ensure that we are giving everything, everything we have. Like I said, that's what the routine and then from the routine. Okay. When we get a good rhythm with that, then we'll be able to handle more and, it's just like these little bricks that are going to align itself and build this beautiful structure that the Lord has ordained, which is what we're praying for. So it it just starts with, though, again, it starts with digging into what is that thing that you're running from? So uh, I hope that makes sense, guys. <laughs> I think it did. But that really blessed me. It really. The two words that I kind of. We kind of think about our like sacrifice, especially when you're young, because we're still young. 23. we're three. We're twenty four, twenty three. Like the sacrifices and the decisions that you make now, <laughs> those can propel you or delay you more than you know. By the time, you know, you're ready to settle down, have kids, and or you know, whatever whatever you want to do, if that's what you want to do, cool. If not, then go forth and prosper. But whatever you want to do, like the decisions you make now, can really impact the life that you want to live five, ten years down the line. So, I just urge you all to just take some time to reflect, reflect, kind of like what Josiah said too. Like reflect on your routine, reflect on what are you doing. And is there anything you're running away from? If there is, pray about it and I and I pray that the Lord gives you the strength to confront it. Cuz once you confront it, whoo, it's a it's a different type of freedom. I promise you it's a different type of freedom. Especially cuz then you then you'll be able to realize what triggers it and you can talk back to it and you can just continue to move forward and press on. Because it's never nothing's ever gonna be easy, and I'm gonna read you guys this. Um, I don't know if this is de- this is a devotional, but it's just like a like a 365 day little thing. I don't really know. I don't think it's a devotional, but um, it says God isn't trying to make our lives easier. He wants to make them more meaningful. So he was he goes and he was like he was in the self help book help self help section of a bookstore. And he was just like, I'm, I'm a little suspicious. Like, does all this stuff really work? <laughs> and he was like, I bet some of these books actually work. But the reason I'm suspicious is because the promise of a shortcut isn't how I see the most important thing in my life, which is my faith. Cutting corners in faith can rob us of something important the challenges we need to face, and the relationships we need to make along the way. We need a challenge to grow, to break the plateau of our faith or our routine. The relationships we make add layers of richness and teach us we can't do everything alone. Sometimes the only path to the life you want has to go over some rough terrain. God isn't trying to make our lives easier. He wants to make them more meaningful. And the meaningful stuff happens when we invest ourselves in our passions and in the people around us. Say that last part again. We invest ourselves in our passions and in the people around us. So invest yourself in your passion, man. Kill your lion and get to work. Peace.